Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, Christian Wood was introduced to the media in LA. Did he make a good first impression? That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. It's always free. It's never behind a paywall. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to hang out with almost 21,000 subscribers to the channel, all of whom getting ready for the uh, season, Andy. Normally at this time when a Buddy Healed rumor hits the, 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 the rumor mill, it gets people excited. It gets people rolling. It, it activates Lakers Twitter, um, you know, like like the like the bat signal being thrown up in the sky earlier this week. That is exactly uh, what happened. Buddy Heald trade rumors all over the place. Couldn't reach a contract extension with the uh, with the Pacers. He wants out. He's on the market. They're put the Lakers. Andy are a Buddy Heald free zone now, at least for the time being. Absolutely until. At minimum, December 15th, I'm just going to put this bluntly. Do not effing talk to us about Buddy Heald. Do not ask us questions about Buddy Heald. Do not bring up Buddy Heald. This is a Buddy Heald-free safe space. A, because as I've said many times over the last, I don't know, 15 years that the Lakers have been linked to Buddy Heald, um, I'm not that into Buddy Heald to begin with as a player. But more importantly, until December 15th, at the very minimum, the Lakers cannot trade for Buddy Heald, even if they have not concluded that that ship has sailed after being in the dock for like, again, 15 years. They do not have the contracts that they can put together for a Buddy Heald deal because D'Angelo Russell, who I know is always um, you know, one step away from being traded uh, throughout his, well, I was going to say his Lakers career, but frankly, his career. Um, well, but- Rui Hachimura, Gabe Vincent, even Austin Reeves, if you decided it was that important to have Buddy Heald, none of them are eligible to be traded until December 15th. Anybody on this team that signed a new contract cannot be traded until December 15th. So basically you're left with like trying to figure out how Jalen hood Shafino, Max Christie, and Maxwell Lewis, and I don't know, $14 $14 million of missing spare change somehow gets you buddy healed. Like just Can't, leave us alone. I realize you, I realize the extent. We, what about Anthony Davis? It makes it too complicated. He makes too much money. Well, then he's a third team. You got to rub in a third team at that point or LeBron. I, I, um, I do, um, I do disagree slightly about, Heald's potential value only because he really is a kind of an elite volume three-point shooter. So there is an intriguing skill set there. Elite as his reputation, but go on. Pretty pretty elite for that kind of volume. Um, But I would say we can't, we we could say that the Buddy Heald rumors are are officially dead forever. But like you say, um, there is the caveat that guys do become eligible again. Um, right around uh you know in mid-december so right if healed is still there uh or or you know whatever the, the rumors can be revived at that point so yeah, they're not look, dead they are merely on 
pause. Yeah, again, um, uh, until December 15th, leave us the F alone when it comes to questions about Buddy Heal. I mean, I'll be honest. Let's just say December 15th rolls around. Unless there's either somebody or somebodies on this team who Some, are there there wouldn't be enough buddies on this team if you if you're still trying to get buddy healed god <laughs> i hate this topic so much <laughs> unless there are players really underperforming or the guys brought in to shoot are just all drastically drastically bricking it buddy healed i don't even think necessarily fills a role on this team like for all of the polarization that d'angelo russell always brings on from you know the beginning of his career till the end of time i would rather have d'angelo russell than buddy healed and it's not even close d'lo fills far more roles and offers far more functions than buddy healed even with all of d'lo's flaws acknowledged D'Lo helps you way more than Buddy Heald helps. Yeah, look, I mean, in theory, this roster, the difference between last year and this year and is, is you know, the, the shooting issue, while you know, this, is, this is actually one of the reasons why Wood, Christian Wood, who we're going to talk about here in a minute, um, makes a big difference, at least in terms of the offense, because um, you know, even if you don't believe fully that Rui Hachimura is going to shoot at the playoff level from, from three-point range as he did. It'd be more like his regular season self, which is tends to be in the lower 30s. And Gabe Vincent, as a regular season shooter, tends to be closer to 30 than 40 um, and all that kind of stuff. When you add Wood, when you have D'Lo, who's a very credible three-point shooter, when you have... Uh, Torian Prince. Uh, you know, Torian Prince, and really Austin Reeves as your starting two-guard now, who seems to be trending very much towards that reliable in the ballpark of 40% three-point shooter, like you, you are correct. The, the need for someone like healed should be mitigated this year. That said, the, the superpower of the Lakers is of course, to suck any ability for a three-point shooting out of anybody who puts on the uniform. Well, so, but then if, if that's the case, then you really don't want Buddy Heald because he's not going to bring much else <laughs> to the he table. can't do anything. Exactly. Right. I mean, he does a couple other things okay. And I want to make it clear because as much as I've I've made it pretty well known over the last couple of years, I'm just not wild about Heald as a player. Like, you know, it seems like a perfectly nice guy and this is not in any way like a personal vendetta against Heald. It's more just the idea that I thought we had escaped this. Well, but right. I, th I thought yeah. we had left this behind. And we kind of have, but I, I do think it is significant that even if, let's say the Lakers did have contracts that were tradable for, for healed, the context would still be very different than it was last year where, mm -hmm. you know, you could look at it and say like, oh, guys, this, I mean, flaws, this, that, whatever, like this makes a lot of sense. Like if you can bring it, you know, it, it all turned out okay in the end, don't get me wrong. But you know, a, a Miles Turner Buddy Heel deal. I would have made like that, that deal. I was right, a big proponent right. of making sure. And it made because it made sense. And like, you know, you look at what they needed, um, yeah. or even you know, Buddy Healed in isolation was much more necessary in September of 2022 than he is in September of 2023. Or in Again, September of 2021 when they actually almost Almost actually could have had him. Right. Uh, they he was, did I, he was a lot more necessary than Russell Westbrook. That's for that sure. That is true. Um, I just I, I do think it is a it is a positive comment on the state of the roster that you can look at healed 
you know, who I know you're not a fan, Andy, and you're more elite, you know, not as elite as his reputation and so on. He did shoot 40, almost 43% from I know, point range. I know, but he's been, he had been trending down the last couple He of had been, but the, you know, the year before that, he was at 37. Um, you know, you know, he shot in Sacramento in 21, was at 39. I mean, pretty good. I, uh, I know. 39, saying- 39 the year before. He basically had kind of a, an off. Year. I know, but I, I'm saying for Buddy Heald standards and the thing that really makes him special as a player, he had been trending downward when you take into account that the other things that he doesn't really bring to the table. I'm not I'm not saying that he became, right. you know. But only, I, I would say he had one off year by his standards, unless you're going to count 40% from three-point range as a real downtrend. And I, I'm not sure that's totally fair. But to your point. They what I also like about this roster is they have a lot of guys who can do a lot of different things. Yeah, and you know a a you know a, we I forget who we were talking about this about it was like if you're going to be not great, I think it was I mean, you know what it was it was Cole Swider. We were having kind of an off air conversation yeah. where like if you're going to be very limited in other things, you need to be completely elite at the one or two things that you're good at. You could argue healed is or isn't, but those guys are still difficult to to um, kind of integrate. You know, look at Duncan Robinson, for example. Like, even when they're playing really well, yeah. it still causes issues when you can kind of only do one thing. Yeah. Look, I mean, if Buddy Healed were available without giving anybody of importance, like, sure, yeah, add him to the team. He's a shooting option. I'm just saying I would not give up players. A value form like on this team because I think the players that they have right now help you more than heal. That's all. I mean, if you, yeah, so if you were readily available to slide into your cap space, yeah, sure, bring him in. One more reason, Andy, for the Lakers to be seven, eight, nine games over five hundred when December fifteenth rolls around. Because if they are, we won't hear about Buddy Healed. If they're not, though, we might. Um, Christian Wood spoke to the media for the first time uh, as a member of the Lakers. We'll do that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Bird Dogs, the makers of shorts and pants that feature the future of comfort built-in underwear. Stitched inside the pants or the shorts, it's almost like a layer of boxer brief that are at one with the clothing. They call it Comfort Kingdom, and it is really comfortable. You can rule this land in your Bird Dogs. They can make you look better, feel great in those Bird Dogs. They make my legs, your legs, everyone's legs look fantastic and they're comfier than other pants and shorts because they're not made from the typically stiff restricting cotton in most legwear that makes your legs feel confined bird dogs feature cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki but it stretches it's liberating indulge your legs and there's also versatility you can wear the same shorts or pants on a golf course a work meeting or on a date even the same day and i know this because a they're not designed to stink and B, I have worn the same pair of bird dog shorts multiple days in a row. Nobody noticed, and there were zero odor complaints. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. They were comfortable, man. I, I mean, good, but still, I, I mean, do I, your laundry, man. <laughs> I, I didn't say I didn't shower, do, do your laundry. Yeah, I guess I implied it into the laundry. But anyway, go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. I was really mostly around the house. Or enter promo code locked on NBA at the check, check out for a free <laughs> bird dogs water bottle with your order. Change, 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 your, change your clothes every so often. <laughs> bird dog, I change the shirts a lot. Birddogs.com slash <laughs> Locked on NBA for a free water bottle at the checkout. Again, they're so comfortable. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. Please do. At some point, please take them off. We promise you. (laughs) 
Andy, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Christian Wood spoke to the media as a member of the Lakers for the first time on Thursday. Uh, he talked about how excited he was to be a member of the team, uh, which was good to hear. Um, it, it's, it, was, it was a lot of first day stuff, uh, it, it seemed like. Yeah, I mean, Christian Wood, I think, A, is legitimately excited to be a part of this team. He's from L.A. He talked about growing up always wanting to be a Laker, like pretty much everybody who ever grows up in L.A. that isn't Paul George um, always dreams about becoming a Laker. And, you know, he, Palmdale, Andy. That, well, Palmdale lost all their L.A. That's privileges right. when Paul George. Uh, Palmdale, which is now a suburb of Sacramento. Yep, pretty much. They got <laughs> yeah. banished, man. They 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 got banished to Sacramento to Fresno somewhere far less desirable. Well, Shout out to all our Fresno. listeners from <laughs> from all those girls of Fresno. <laughs> um, he also I thought it was interesting too. He mentioned that uh, quote he being Darvin Ham called me every day in free agency. I can say that now. Believe it or not, we have a good relationship, and I think that was a really big thing for me. First of all. He didn't have to keep that a secret because Christian Wood was a free agent. Darvin was allowed to call him whenever he wanted. That's not right. I, I I like to believe it or not, we have a good relationship. Like I I hope. I mean, like, well, they I, they, know, they, they they spent what nine games together or something. In I think Milwaukee? it was thirteen games. 13. Um, and you know, I, I I mean, I don't. I know he didn't mean it like literally, but just still, it was. It was one of those things. Where I was like, God, I hope you guys have a pretty good relationship. <laughs> you just got here. Well. I look whether Darwin called him every single day of free agency. I bet he called him pretty much every day because they're trying to get a guy who is with red flags, acknowledged culture fits, acknowledged things that we've heard about Christian Wood, well-documented, et cetera, defensive liability guys, a 15 to 20 point a game scorer, making it look pretty easy. And that's a really valuable guy to get at a veteran's minimum price. He was the most talented, you know, forget big man. He's probably the most talented free agent left on the market. Either I mean, him or Kelly. It was either him or Kelly Oubre. Those were your right. choices. And it was actually among the more talented free agents on the market period in terms of pure talent. And he was clearly holding out to try to get more money if possible. I imagine it took some persistence from Darwin and good for him if he really was hitting up Christian Wood that often. Yeah, I, it's it's really funny because, you know, when you have a guy like that, um, and obviously Lakers fans want to believe the Lakers need to go into this with, you know, with their, their eyes open but not sort of prejudiced towards previous experiences. Eyes open, mind open. Correct. I think that's a good way of putting it. Like you, you have to be aware of the history. Um, you have to be conscious of signals that perhaps this is something that's going off the rails or the attitude isn't right or whatever it is, but they are really counting on translating the current excitement and keeping it there and the buy-in and the, you know, all that stuff that comes, you know, he's hasn't played a game. Uh, you know, isn't going through a, a training camp practice. Like, of course, everything's fine right now. Um, you know, but there's going to be tell that to the Warriors and Chris Paul. There's going to be a moment where Wood isn't going to get you know quite the role of the playing time, or there maybe probably will come up at some point where it's not it's not going to be exactly what he wants and all that. And what the Lakers are really counting on is 
I, I think it's a combination of a few things. It's first, if he can't make it work here on a good team, he, I don't want to say he's out of the league because he's too good for that, but he's going to completely gut his, his value around the league because bad teams will look at him and say, well, what's he going to do for us except kind of get in the way of our young players and put up empty numbers. Good teams are going to look at him and say, um, well, he's not going to help us because he was in a perfect situation with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and he couldn't make it work there on a team with championship Dar- aspirations. Darvin Ham is as player friendly a coach as yes, exists. he will. He he will love you up. Anyways, tough love. I mean, I mean he's not like a pushover, no. but he is a a a great communicator, a player focused guy, all that stuff. If, and if you can't make it work here. Who's going to look at that and say, "All right, I, I want to ride that, you know, train. You know, I want, I want to bring that in here." Like, so, I think they're counting on that. I think they're counting on the atmosphere. I think they're counting on the culture, and I think they're counting on on high leverage, important basketball from day one, um, and keeping it that way, as opposed to Dallas last year, where they thought they were doing it, but it never really got untracked. Yeah, I think one of the things that really helps with this is, you know. There have been, I know Nick Angstack talked about this with you when I was out of town and he came on the show. You hear you hear this from other uh, other sources, reports, whatever, that Christian Wood sees himself as a starter and bristles, frankly, at the idea of not being like a featured guy, much less starter. Like he sees himself as... I think you can even take the er off of that, just like TDR, like just a star. I think he thinks right. of himself as a yeah. star. Great point. I think he's going to come off the bench because I don't think a three through five of LeBron, AD, and Christian Wood is feasible, really more because of LeBron than Christian Correct. Wood, if you really want to get down to it. I've talked about this many times. I I would like to think that Christian Wood, even if he is not self-aware enough to realize the stuff he's done that's put himself in this position, even if it's not all his fault, he's clearly played a role of some kind. I'd like to think that if even he's not self-aware enough to realize his own making in, in this, that he can at least recognize if the starting five is AD and the starting four is LeBron, I can't complain. <laughs> There's really not much I can say about this. Why wasn't this an open competition? It is not fair. I did not have a chance to earn that starting role. Well, you know what I mean? Like, that and and I think that's actually it's not just good for the team. I actually think it's good for Christian Wood because yeah. it it might curb some instincts that he would otherwise feel. I think he's going to get minutes. I think he's going to have a, a an important role, and I think this could create an opportunity where he becomes that proverbial star in your role, and that's the ask. But there's no resentment because again. Are you really going to complain that LeBron and AD are taking up one of your spots? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, n- no, but maybe. I but look, I mean, and I, I do think there there might be select games where they where they go ahead and start a starter depending on who the the uh, the opposing small forward might be. But but generally, I think you're right. I think it's a bad idea. But again, perfect situation because you have a a really nicely tailored backup role where you're going to play next. Most of those minutes are going to come with Anthony Davis. I yep. think not. Um, LeBron, um, and yeah, we get a some with LeBron, a lot with AD, and then 
generously, we'll say 15 games, 10 to 15 games, more likely 15 to 20, hopefully not much more than that, where you are probably going to start because Anthony Davis won't be in the lineup. And so you have this opportunity to both play a role and show that you can meaningly, meaningfully contribute to a, a team with championship aspirations and then also have these little side deals where you get to be a featured scorer and do all that stuff and then show that, you know what, I can keep my my bleep in gear uh, and play defense and try to play defense when AD's not there. It won't look as good. Okay, fine. Nobody looks as good when AD's not there, but I'm going to try to do it. Um, so, I mean, again, the, the situation for him could not be better. Um, it, I don't mean that as like he was like there wasn't any potential. There's no potential downside for the Lakers. There's no potential better option or whatever. But just for Christian Wood, it's hard to design something uh, better than that. Pet Bev Andy had some <laughs> stuff to say that in, on on the initial Twitter view looked controversial but it was still kind of kind of interesting um we'll get to that i do want to remind people uh to go to birddogs.com slash locked on nba or enter the promo code locked on nba for a free water bottle with any purchase you won't as andy eloquently tells you uh you won't want to take your bird dogs off like ever mm -hmm. promise you yeah uh, so we'll get to uh pat Bev next Locked on Lakers is brought to you by DoorDash. Are you missing the syrup for your pancakes? You run out of your favorite coffee creamer, burnt the last piece of toast, avocado's gone bad. Those they always go bad so quickly. Hot sauce bottle empty with DoorDash grocery delivery. You can get what you want right when you need it. Stock up for the week, order last minute cravings conveniently. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your favorite restaurant stuff. And now you can get high quality grocery delivery too. And with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with every order. So sit back, enjoy quality groceries, just like you picked them yourself. And you want even more value? You can save on all your groceries and restaurant favorites with a zero bucks, zero dollars gratis delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DoorDash membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKEDONNBA at the checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20. No minimum subtotal, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's the code LOCKEDONNBA. 50% off first order with DoorDash. So whenever you see a social media post, Andy, that starts with Patrick Beverly and includes the word Lakers, you assume that it's going to be something where he's throwing shade at the team because that's sort of what he does now. Well, I mean, Patrick Beverly says blank is 50-50 to be controversial. Right. Generously. Um, so, um, so he was uh, on a a podcast as as it happens now. Oh, uh, by the way, um, the yesterday we could not properly identify the podcast Damian Lillard was on. Um, and so a few people noted in the comments, um, the podcast was called Back on Fig, and the host is T-Rel. Okay. So our apologies to T-Rel and the Back on Fig podcast. Just didn't know. Like I said, um, there was just a lot of people in there. It was very difficult <laughs> to figure out the entire setup. But yeah, I want to give those so, guys a shout out, proper uh, recognition. Proper proper credit. Um, and it was Patrick for, Beverly's own podcast where he right. said this. So he's talking he's not about waste these comments on somebody on else. No, 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 no. That's so dumb. He um he's talking and you know the 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 
the the Twitter headline is like, you know, Patrick Beverly sells, says uh, Jared Vanderbilt shouldn't sign, re, shouldn't have extended with the Lakers. So you're like, oh, don't sign with there because they're going to do you dirty. You know, what he actually was talking about was really interesting. He said he the day that guys were eligible to sign or like that week, he he texted Vando and said, don't sign a contract. Don't do it. And the reason is, Andy, when you he said, when you sign an extension, you get paid fairly. When you sign in the offseason as a free agent, you get overpaid. And his basic theory was you're going to cost yourself money by um, by signing now, because if you play in the free agent market, you get more perhaps than your value. I thought this was interesting for two reasons. First, there is the debate about whether or not Vanderbilt actually would be more valuable at the end of, of the, the season, uh, just based on his role this year. But also, it's a fascinating commentary on how at least one guy views the way that the market works. Yeah, I, that is interesting. I mean, and according to Patrick Beverly, Vanderbilt, if he had waited, could be looking at four years, 60 million, four years, 65. Um, when he heard that Vanderbilt signed it, uh, he called him and said, quote, yeah, gang, why the bleep you signed that damn deal? Um, as Patrick Beverly also, in fairness to Jared Vanderbilt, noted, it is difficult to turn down Forty-eight yes. million dollars when it's sitting in front of you, guaranteed. Guaranteed forty. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Where I think this becomes interesting is beyond the idea of could Jared Vanderbilt have made more on the open market, particularly like you said this season. Um, where I mean, I I think he's going to have a a, a notable role just because he can do certain things on this team that not many other people can do defensively along the perimeter, and it's valuable. But if, say, he got hurt, or if there was any type of offensive regression, if nothing else, that could get in the way of that payday. Maybe it ends up less than $12 million a year. I also think 60 to 65 for Vanderbilt. I'm not saying that's impossible, but that is – the absolute max I think you are talking about realistically. Like, for, uh -huh. unless Jared Vanderbilt comes out this season and, you know, we talked about him, you know, pattering his game after Lamar Odom, coming out looking like Lamar Odom, like Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom, that level. I, I don't think Jared Vanderbilt's getting 15 to $16 million a year. I, yeah. I, no, I could I, be I, wrong, but I, that feels like a lot. I mean, look, a lot of people when we when we went through, you know, we did the show we about Vanderbilt, whether or not it was the right deal, paid well, you know, overpay, underpay. A lot of people thought that you know twelve was a bargain. Yeah, um, I mean, I've and seen... a lot of people were in that line with with Pat Bev. Um, I would I would love to talk with more players about that concept of. Do you feel like the offseason is a place where you can get overpaid? Um, you know, the market, you know, as famously, the market is whatever the, you know, you are worth whatever the person will pay you. You know, I don't think Dylan Brooks is worth what Houston gave him. Um, but he is because Houston gave it to him. So <laughs> he is he is worth it to them at the very least. And so, you know, the market is what someone will pay you. But 
I, 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 if, if Pat Bev is right, that really does shine a light on the way people think about particularly non-stars think about extensions, think about this moment in their career as to whether or not it's a good idea or a bad idea to, to take it. If I were a GM, I would, I would want to probe around and find out like, is this a Pat Bev thing? Um, where he's just always pumping up players and saying, you know, you're worth more and you can do more. And I mean, he is, you know, notorious for that in, in terms of, you know, pumping up teammates and, and well, other particularly players. pumping up members of the, well, pumping up members of the 21, 22 Minnesota yeah. Timberwolves, like find somebody who loves you. Like Pat Beverly loves anybody he played with on that team. He's already said that D'Lo and Vando got underpaid he had Cat on his podcast and said that uh, when Cat said that he would change the game of basketball by the time he retired, there was not even like an eyebrow arch from Patrick Beverly. Cat uh, no. also told Patrick Beverly that their 22 playoff run, where they you know won the play-in tournament game, Beverly's on the table celebrating. Then they lost to the first round uh, to the Grizzlies in the first round. That that was more special than the Nuggets winning a championship. <laughs> like, again, find someone who loves you, like Beverly loves anybody he played with that year. The other thing that you do have to remember with Beverly in terms of just, he's very stream of consciousness. I think he is very, he means whatever he's saying in the moment that he says it, but there isn't always going to be consistency. In this same podcast, when he talked about how he's now a member of the Sixers, he said, quote, I like Nick Nurse. Obviously, I took a pay cut, but it's never been about the money. You feel me? It's always about the basketball. <laughs> is it obvious he took a pay cut? <laughs> I, don't like, I mean, beyond all the others, but I'm just saying, is, it, is, it, is that obvious? It's not obvious to me. I no. mean, he took a pay cut. But there's a difference between I took a pay cut by choice and I took a pay cut because my salary that I was offered this year no, is significantly less. That's not taking a pay cut. That's being, being given. given. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I ex uh, that's being I accepted handed. a pay cut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I love I, I that, just, though. I, I, was, I was ready for this to be like Pat Bev takes on the Lakers, and it really wasn't. It, was, no. it, was, uh, it had nothing to do with the Lakers. And I will say, the other thing I think that, you know, Vanderbilt is the type of player who Pat Bev is going to love. Like there's, I, I think he sees a lot of himself in somebody like Jared Vanderbilt, constant motor, um, all effort, lots of heart. I mean, and they both they, took pay cuts and they both took, pay cuts. <laughs> you know, I mean, I say what you will about, about Pat Bev, especially as he's gotten older. Um, the, you know, dude is all heart. I mean, like oh. you cannot, carve out the career that Pat, Pat Bev has had without Bev, having that. Pat Bev all hearted his way into the league. For people who are unaware, he got drafted by the Lakers and then Lakers. traded the same day to the Heat. Then he was overseas for a few years before he ever stepped foot in the NBA, yep. you know, and made the Rockets. Like, I mean, he had to bust his ass to get into the league and to carve out a place where he was safe in the league so right that's why i don't begrudge guys when like guys like him do sort of the chip on the shoulder get a little bit crazy when they get a, even draymond to some degree is, you know is a more elevated version of that when guys guys like that do that sort of deal i don't know whatever you got to do to stay in the league man i i, I especially when you know what is he six 
two or six, you know, whatever, like a buck sixty. <laughs> like it's like six two in heels. <laughs> give me a, like, I mean, come on, man. That yeah. that is like you know, Nate. Like I always think, like, can you imagine like what Nate Robinson would have been if he was six three? Good Lord. Um, anyway, Locked on Lakers on YouTube. Uh, we're, we are still thinking our special guest will join us uh, Friday for Monday's show. So um, we're crossing our fingers for that. Uh, but we're getting real close to training camp, Andy. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with uh, upwards of 20, uh, 21,000 subscribers. Leave us questions. Leave us comments. We're uh, going to try to get some good guests on as we get into camp, uh, leading into there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we'll see everybody uh, on Monday. Have a great weekend.